thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad you're with us today for Jesus the Healer. We have been having such a good time around the Word. The Word takes our life and sets it on course. The Word gives us the best life. So we invite you to get something to take notes with. We're expecting God to give you answers and something authored in your heart. Amen. Amen. We've been looking at this wonderful force called boldness. And uh, it belongs to every believer, that flow of boldness. Amen. So we've been looking at it. We've been taking and looking, first of all, at Hebrews chapter 13, verse 6. It reads, and this is the Amplified Classic translation. It reads, so we take comfort and are encouraged and confidently and boldly say, The Lord is my helper. You know, it matters how we answer things. It matters how we speak of things. We don't do that with timidity or caution, but with boldness. We say, he's my helper. And then it goes on. And the Amplified, I like what it says because it really defines for us how boldness behaves. It says, I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? So we see this, that boldness is the absence of fear. That is one definition of boldness. It is the absence of fear. And I like how the Amplified says, I will not fear. That's a choice. That doesn't mean you won't feel fear. You might feel it, but when you feel it, you answer it and say, that's not mine. That's not mine. Amen. Uh, I will not fear. We can refuse to fear. Just because we feel something doesn't mean we have to cooperate with it. Just because we feel something doesn't mean we have to, we have to give in to it. Amen. And so we are to, we are to know this, that there's something greater in us than anything that's working against us. So we boldly declare that the Lord is my helper. Amen. Why is boldness so important? Because it takes boldness to obey God. It takes boldness to obey the plan of God. Why is that? Because it takes courage Mm -hmm. to step out on some things that you have in your heart. Amen. Not only that, not everyone that you love that would be around your life will always hear what you hear from God. That's true. That's true. Uh, you're going to hear more clarity about your life than those that love you, you know, relatives down the road. And they may have an idea of what needs to go on in your life. But you know what? You just have to go by what God says yes. on the inside yes. of you. And sometimes others might not understand what it is that you have in your heart, but it takes boldness to go against Mm -hmm. 
to go a direction that others don't think you should be going if you know it's God. You have to know what God is saying to you and boldly act on it. Amen. Amen. Because really that's the way you're the greatest blessing to the people you love most is obey God. I remember when my children were young and my husband, he, he was a a traveling minister. You know, he traveled all over the, all over the United States, especially in, in sometimes to other countries and ministered. And I would tell my children because he would be gone sometimes three, three weeks out of a month. Mm -hmm. And I would say to, I would say to them, I'd say, you know what? Because your daddy is obeying God, our life is better. Our life isn't better just because he's with us. And it's okay that our life looked different than others because what was normal for us was obeying God, not trying to replicate another setup in a family. Yes, it's most of the time uh, daddy would come home at night for in other families. But in our family, he didn't come home every night. He was out on the road obeying God and I taught him his obedience is what blesses our life. And know this, when you obey God and you're bold to obey God, that's when you're going to bless the people most that you love. Amen. Don't compromise what's in your heart to keep people happy because it's what's in your heart that will end up ultimately being the greatest blessing to the people you love. Amen. Amen. Uh, Boldness, one dictionary definition says boldness is not hesitating. Not hesitating. You know, when God tells you to do something uh, or speak something to your heart, there will come the thought, is that really God? And it'll cause hesitation and hesitation can lead to disobedience, not acting on what's in your heart. So learn to be, learn to recognize, gain skill with recognizing how God is leading you and then be bold to act on it. Because there'll always be the reasonings of the mind to try to talk you out of it. There'll always be finances to try to talk you out of it. Your financial situation may say you can't do that. Well, God said I can do it, I can do it. And I'm not letting these other things trump what God says. So boldness, this, this dictionary definitions is not hesitating or being fearful in the face of actual or possible danger. Listen, if I love something that one minister said, he said, um, and this minister has an airplane and he said, if God tells me to go to a, a particular country, and others might think it might not be safe for me to take my airplane. He said, if God told me to be, to be in that country, he said, my airplane is safer in that country than it is at home in the, in the hangar. Where's your life safest where God told you to be? Amen. And it takes boldness to obey what God tells you to do. And then another, another definition said courageous. I mean, boldness, you take courage, you act on it. And then another translation, excuse me, another definition says beyond the usual limits of conventional thought or action. Why? Your mind will tell you sometimes don't do this, but boldness on the inside of you says, you know what? My mind is not leading me. My spirit's leading me. Amen. I want us to look in Acts chapter, well, I'll tell you about Acts chapter three real quick because we're going to read something in Acts chapter four. Um, Peter and John, as you know, in Acts chapter three tells about when they were going to, um, to the temple one day to pray. They would go every day for prayer at the temple. And this one particular day, again, they ran across the man who was who, a lame man that was at the gate beautiful. This man was asking alms or charity from them. And uh, Peter said, uh, silver and gold have I none. He wasn't saying we're broke. 
Have you ever gone somewhere and you didn't have your wallet on yeah. you? You didn't have your purse, yes. ladies? Yes. That's yes. what he's saying. We don't have it with us, but he says, uh, silver and gold have I none, but look at this, but such as I do have, Hallelujah. I give you. See, you can only give people what you've got. And he said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And the man, he jumped up, leaping, walking, praising God, went into the temple with them. So this man was raised up. You know, that took boldness. That took boldness to say what the name would do for this man. That is boldness. It's not just power, but our boldness has to be joined with God's power so that we'll act on the power. Yes, amen. So um, then not everyone rejoiced over that. Now, see, that's a head scratcher to me, right? But, but the religious leaders did not like the results that they were getting by using the name of Jesus. So Acts chapter 4 and verse 8, um, Peter and John were pulled in front of the religious leaders and they were basically threatening them. They were telling them, don't do this anymore. But verse 8, Acts 4, verse 8, it's, Peter's answering them. And it says, then Peter filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, pay attention to that word filled. P- then Peter filled with the Holy Ghost said unto them. You know, when you're filled, what you say matters. matters. Yes. Yes. What you say lands different. Yes. Yes. It has a different effect when it comes from a full place. Yes. Right. So Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, You rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. Now, down in verse 13, the religious leaders, this is what it's recorded there, here. Now, when they, the religious leaders, saw the boldness mm-hmm. of Peter and John, mm-hmm. they didn't say they heard the faith, they saw the boldness. Yes. It says, they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. What was evident that they'd been with Jesus? Their boldness. So Peter was filled and he was bold. Fullness manifested as boldness. You understand that? Fullness manifested as boldness. They possessed knowledge about that name, but boldness acted on the knowledge they possessed. So many times people say, well, I know what the word says, but they don't act on it. They lack boldness. What is that confidence that it'll come to pass? Amen. Amen. Then go down to uh, verse 29 of Acts chapter 4. We know this, that Peter and John, these same religious leaders threatened them, said, don't speak anymore in that name. That's what they were afraid of. They didn't want to lose the, uh, they didn't want to lose, if I could say this, the loyalty of the people. They didn't want Mm -hmm. that community shifting to follow these men, they wanted to keep the religious leaders in control of that community. And right. Acts chapter four, verse 29, Peter and John had gone back to their own, to their own company. And they said, and now Lord, this is, they prayed together. Now Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that they won't be mad next time. <laughs> no. no, that's not what they said. Right. They said, behold their threatenings. They threatened them. Mm-hmm. 
don't you don't you don't you speak anymore in this name and they know what can happen they, these were the ones that crucified Jesus that consented to his his death so they know they've got the authority to make their threats good but they said Lord listen to what they threaten and in the face of what they've threatened, grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. So what is the answer to the threats? Boldness. Yes. The threats of the enemy, what's that call for? Your boldness. Opposition, what's that call for? Your boldness. They said boldness to speak the word. Uh, just knowing the word, there are people who knew the word but wouldn't say it because of threats. So he said, grant unto us boldness to speak thy word Mm -hmm. by stretching forth thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. In other words, father, just because they're threatening, you give us boldness to go past that threat. We're not slowing down. We're not backing up because of threats. Verse 31, Acts 4, 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. So they received an answer. And after that, the miracles just kept multiplying. It was after that that Peter's walking down the road and just the shadow of Peter was healing the people. What was that? Because they were not lying back in... uh, huddling down, hiding from the threats and from the religious leaders. They were going out in the bold public and they were just boldly preaching the word and boldly ministering to the people. So in other words, what they do, they didn't back down. They increased what they were doing. They increased the word they were preaching. Amen. Amen. So why did they pray for boldness? Because the anointing meets boldness. The anointing meets boldness. The bolder we are, uh, to take our stand on the word, the, the more immediate results we'll get. Yes. Amen. 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 If you need, if you have a need, you don't want somebody who goes, well, I'm not sure. Right. Brother, you want somebody bold yeah. to pray for you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, so we need to recognize that, uh, the bolder we are to take our stand on the word, the more results we will get. Amen. Now, when the devil sees something coming. Now, you have to know this. The devil's not all-knowing. Don't right. give him too much credit. Don't give him credit that he doesn't deserve. Um, God is all-knowing. The devil's not all-knowing. But the devil is in the spirit realm. So he can see activity in the spirit realm around you when God starts moving. If God's going to promote you, God's going to bring you into something, uh, provision of some kind is moving toward your life in the spirit realm. It has to move first in the spirit realm before it shows up in the natural realm. The devil's in the spirit realm. He sees that. He, He only sees movement around your life. He doesn't know all about your life. So he gains what he learns from you too about watching what's happening around your life in the yes, spirit. Yes. When, when they see angels bringing supply, when they see angels uh, bringing promotion, then they're, they're alerted. Mm-hmm. So the devil will pay attention to what he sees in the spirit realm to know how to attack you. Yes. He's trying to block you from receiving what he sees moving toward your life, right. what good things moving toward your life. He'll try to get in there and interfere and hinder. Let me give you a personal uh, testimony of this. Um, because with my husband not here anymore, that 
put me immediately into a position of leadership. I've never been one who could not make decisions. You know, I've never struggled with decision-making. Not that I act like I know it all. I don't know it all in the sense of that, but I know I'm confident on relying on the one who's in me. Yes. I've learned yes. to do that. Um, and even, you know, just in my own temperament, you know, some people are hesitant when it comes to decision-making. They don't like decision-making. I've just, I've never struggled with that. Um, and especially when you learn to follow the Holy Ghost, mm -hmm. you're confident in your decisions when you know what he said to you, yes. right? Yes. Right. Right. Yes. So I haven't really ever struggled with that decision-making issue, but there have been times. It doesn't matter what you have or have not struggled with in the past. The devil can see some things coming and he tries to hinder that. Mm -hmm. So I remember there was a time when it seemed like every decision I was called upon to make, there came a, ah, a, a real questioning, a bombardment against my mind over decision-making. And it dawned on me after about a day and a half of feeling this to where you're like anxious about, oh, I wish I didn't have to make that decision. Oh, I wish I had somebody else to, to look to for that decision. And uh, after about a day and a half, I realized, wait a minute. This is fear trying to break down my confidence mm -hmm. yeah. in making decisions. Mm -hmm. This isn't just me questioning myself. This is an attack. Yes. And I said, and when I recognized that this wasn't normal, I answered and I said, Satan, I want you to know. And God, I want you to know, I'm graced for the position I occupy. Amen. 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 I'm graced to make any decision that comes to me. God gives me the ability to occupy this place of responsibility. He gives me everything I need to make the right decision. I'm graced to make it. And when I said that, all that pressure left my mind. And it was back, it was, it was clear again. If I could say this, I had perfect confidence in the decision that was in front of me to make. I didn't question myself anymore. So I recognized, ah, I, got, I gained a little bit of experience there because the devil's trying to break down my, or get me to question my confidence in my own decision-making ability. But the decision-making doesn't just come from me. It comes from the leading of the greater one in me. Um, in that, after I recognize that oppressive, kind of that um, pressure, that anxiousness that I was sensing left when I said, no, I'm graced for this. I said to myself, ah, there must be some significant decision coming. And it wasn't probably three days, one of the greatest opportunities that called for my decision came. And I boldly said, I know exactly what to do. And it's a big, big decision for the ministry, a big decision, a blessing 
for the ministry. And I saw, oh, I, I can see the devil was trying to break down my confidence. Yes. What was it? So I wouldn't be bold to make the decision that was coming up that would yes. m bring this ministry into another into another level. Yes. Amen. Amen. Why does he try to break down your boldness so that you don't boldly move into the next Amen. thing? Yes. Because Amen. boldness is a manifestation of faith. Amen. Amen. And you, it takes faith to get to the next yes. thing God has Amen. for you. It right. takes faith and boldness with your faith to step into what yep. God has for you. Amen. Amen. Now, we, we've talked about boldness for your own life. And remember, we've said this. We're not talking about a personality characteristic. Mm -hmm, right. We're talking about boldness that comes from knowing the Word, mm -hmm. knowing what God is saying to you, and knowing the one who's talking to you, knowing right. God himself. Yes. Amen. Um, so we need boldness to act in our own life. But many times when you go to pray for someone else, because it is right to pray for boldness, mm -hmm. Sometimes when you're praying for someone because your heart, because they're on your heart, or if the Holy Ghost puts someone on your heart, he wants help for that person who cares about that person, right? Yes, yes. And when he sees you praying for that person, many times he'll use you to help that person because you cared enough to pray. Yes, yes. There have been times that when I prayed for others, God would say, no, you go to them and you tell them this. And that took boldness sometimes on my part to go tell them what God was dealing with me about for them. Now, anytime somebody has something to tell you that they say came from the Lord, it should already be something God's already dealt with you about. Amen. It should not come out from left field like you don't know what they're talking about. Amen. It should bear witness with what God's already said to you. Yes. If you say, wow, I've never thought of that, sometimes you have to question, have I been sensitive? Because sometimes God's been dealing with them about it and they didn't recognize it because they weren't sensitive like they should Amen. be. So if someone brings something to you and you say, wow, I, that's, I've, I've, not, I've not considered that before. You need to say, wait a minute, God, have you been trying to get my attention and I've overlooked that? Yes. 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 But if it doesn't bear witness with your spirit, I don't care who talked to you, set it aside and, yes. and be done with it. Yes. Amen. But I just know this, that sometimes even in ministering in a service, I'll see pe people, sometimes people I know that I'm ministering to, sometimes more often than not, it's people I don't know. And God will have, give me something to minister to them. Sometimes what I hear, my flesh doesn't want to say that. <laughs> but it takes boldness to yes. obey God. And I recognize this, when I obey God, they're helped. Yes. And the devil will try many times to get you to back down from saying something to someone mm -hmm. because he'll try to say that will hurt them or that will offend them. But mm -hmm. I tell you what, if you'll just obey God and say it with, from a place of love because that's, that's the way they'll receive it. Right. If they'll receive it in love, if you'll say it in love, <laughs> you yes. know, it'll help them to receive it better yes. if I could say it that way. Um, but sometimes it takes boldness to overstep your flesh to help somebody else. There was somebody going down the street 
um, oh, probably about a year ago. I was driving down the road and there was someone walking down a sidewalk and they were struggling to walk. And oh, my heart went out to When I see someone, I mean, they were older and you can tell the pain they're in. When you're walking in such awkward way, you know they're struggling with that. And I just had it in my heart, go, go pray for them or ask them if you can pray for them. How many of you know the devil was right there to say, but if they don't, they might not welcome that. Uh, They might be offended that you would even spotlight that they're having a difficulty. They don't know you. The devil will, it takes boldness to act on what's in your heart. So I I, I didn't park by them because I didn't want to startle them by stopping Mm -hmm. the car by them. So I parked away from them and then I came up from a distance and I was talking to them as I came up because I didn't want to startle them. You know, there's a a smart way, a right way to do this. And so I walked up to him and I said, you know something? I said, I, I, I introduced myself real quickly. I just said, you know, my name is Nancy and I walked, I was driving by and I saw you struggling to walk and, and my heart just went out to you. And I said, uh, you know, Jesus would love to heal you. And I said, would it be okay if I prayed for you? And I didn't do something big and dramatic. And I, they said, oh, I would love it. Now, see, the, that, that dismantled everything the devil said would happen. But because in my boldness, I ste- in being bold, I stepped past the what ifs. And I ministered to him and I said, Jesus, just show them how much you love them by healing them. And when I said that, they go, oh. What was it? They felt something. They felt that power. Amen. To be a blessing calls for boldness. Be bold to be a blessing. Amen. Well, I tell you who's been a great, great blessing to us, Kenneth Copeland and Kenneth Copeland Ministries has sown the airtime to me and to every programmer that you see on this channel. And uh, it's an amazing gift and seed that they sow. I'm a partner. Our ministry is a partner with Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And the partners help us keep coming into your homes, into your lives. So we ask you, if you're not already a partner, and this program is a blessing to you, if you're not a partner with Kenneth Copeland Ministries, pray about doing that if you would. And you can go to kcm.org and you can sign up there. But until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. When God increases you, every arena of your life will increase. In this book, I Have a Supply by Nancy Dufresne, you will learn how rich and unending your supply is from God and how to make it a reality in your everyday life. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. This is Pastor Nancy Dufresne inviting you to join us in Murrieta, California at World Harvest Church for our annual Holy Ghost meetings. The dates are January the 5th through the 10th. We're inviting everyone to go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and register. We look forward to seeing you there. God bless you. The timeless truths in this book, Answer It, reveal how to answer every opposition and the steps to take to exit times of testing. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org.
If you have received a healing or have any other testimony to share with us as a result of this broadcast, we would love to hear about it. Please call us, write us, or contact us through our website. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.